in today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, I'm breaking down the entire AFC conference. That's right, the North, the South, the East, and the West. And what each team needs to do next Thursday night, April 23rd, draft night. Let's go. Good morning. It is Friday, April 17th. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Let's talk about the AFC, shall we? Let's start in the West, where the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Why not? What exactly do they need? Do they really need anything? They had a heck of a Super Bowl run. They got Andy Reid, his first Super Bowl win after numerous playoff appearances they were able to pull off last year and what exactly do they need for one I would say they need secondary help I would say they may need a linebacker spot there um they did lose their corners Fuller and Breland so they lost two corners there they definitely going to have to address that maybe they really just need depth they could just add depth. I mean, they got the superstars. Of course, you know, quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, tight end, Travis Kelsey, wide receiver, Tyreek Hill. They got superstars on the offense. They just need to keep the defense out there. They get the stops like they did last year when it counted. They got the stops last year when it counted, and they just need to replace, you know, those two corners that they lost and just get depth. Get depth in all positions. Get depth to back out Travis Kelsey. Get depth to you know help out you know Tyreek Hill. Get maybe get some more running back depth. Even though Damian Williams um, played really well, he has played so well underneath that Andy Reid system. There, I mean, there's a great running back, great change of pace back, like out of the backfield or just going between the tackles. You know, he was always great. They really just need to, hey get help in that secondary. Tyron Matthew. Uh, out there in safety, the Honey Badger, he really came on towards the end of the year, did great. They just really need depth. Keep getting depth. They restructured um, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, no contract. They tagged their defensive tackle, Chris Jones. They only have five picks in the draft. So it really is. They made this, uh, they had, of course, you know, they got the last pick in the first round, 32 overall. So they, they really just going to maybe make some trades. They were, all they were really looking to do is just add depth because that team still is stacked. They didn't really lose a whole lot aside from the corners. So that's, they're going to be right back in it. Patrick McCombs isn't going anywhere anytime soon, so they're going to be right back in it. So I see them winning the division again this year. Well, I think their B's a little bit tougher. I think it will be a little bit tougher road because you never know. But that's all they really need to do. And their draft needs, that's... <laughs> in my opinion, is get a corner and a linebacker. This Get that defense there where they're able to get off the field and get Patrick Mahomes the ball back. Let's move on to the L.A. Chargers. I almost said San Diego. I almost said the San Diego Chargers. San Diego Superchargers. My Chris Berman voice. Anyways, 
The powder blue is one of my favorite uniforms in the league. I wish that was their permanent uniform. Always wearing the powder blue. But the Chargers, they moved on from Phillip Rivers. They own the number six overall pick in the draft. Uh, they have to get a QB for the future. They got Tyrod Taylor on the roster. That's Anthony Lynn's like guy. because That goes back to when they were in Buffalo together. So Anthony Lynn, the head coach, loves Tyrod Taylor. But we all know they need that franchise quarterback. They had him, Phillip Rivers, there for years. And now he's officially moved on. So they're, they have to get a quarterback. There's a lot of talk of who's going to be there at the number six. There's Tua talk. There's Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Which way were they going to go? Because they don't know what Miami ahead of them, who has the number five pick, what they're going to do. And, of course, the number one pick is going to be Joe Burrow. So, they really need a quarterback. <laughs> and offensive line help. You know, Pouncey's getting up there in age as well. And they got to replace him at there at center. So, and also linebacker. I would say another need would be linebacker and defensive line because the problem with the Chargers, they have a a lot of talent on their roster. But the thing is, next year, all their star players are free agents. So they got to figure out what contracts they're going to give out, who they're going to franchise tag come next year. Like This team could be in a look very, very, very different real quick. I mean, let's look at some names. Wide receiver Keenan Allen. His contract's up next year. They got Mike Williams, who they can, you know, option for that fifth-year option because he got drafted in the first round as a rookie. So there's that. Tight end Hunter Henry, who they tagged this year, will become a free agent again next year. They don't work out a deal. Um, yeah, Mike Pouncey is actually going to be a free agent next year. So they really need to replace that center spot. And also, some big defensive names is on the list. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are both contracts are up next year, along with cornerback Desmond King. So those are all starters. Those are all your big-time starters on a team. And this they can look real different real quick, depending on what they do. I mean, being in division right now with the Chiefs, you know, it could be real tough. Of course, you know, we got the Broncos that could bounce back. And the Raiders are on the come up too, but going to Las Vegas. So the Chargers could be in a very bad situation come up, especially coming next year. That's why they have to win right now. They have to win with this roster. They got a lot of talent on there. But like I said, those free agents come next summer. Oh my goodness, this team could look real quick, real, real fast. They <laughs> won't be able to notice this team. Like they, they're a lot of talent. A lot of talent on the roster. They just, they just need to get some offensive line help, and they need to find their quarterback of the future desperately. Because Tyrod Taylor is not going to be the answer. He's just going to be your stopgap quarterback. He's a great backup right now in his career. You, I mean, he's, he can manage the game for you. But, they, I mean, they moved on from Mel- Melvin Gordon officially. So, the running back situation, I don't know. Hey, Austin Eckler played his brains out last year. But I just don't know if that would be wise to have even him as your main 
like three down back. So they may, they got a lot of they got a lot of thinking about. <laughs> they got a lot of thinking about. L.A. Chargers. Gosh, this is so awkward saying L.A. to that name after it's been in San Diego for so long. Like, even though they haven't been in San Diego for the last few years, it's just kind of awkward saying that. Now, the next awkward thing is we're going the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's going to be the first year there in Las Vegas. And this is all planned from the get-go. Man, John Gruden, he's there all about that silver and black returning to the glory days. Brand new stadium out there in Las Vegas. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. So it's going to be even weird with them saying they're not in Oakland. They're not going to be in L.A., but they're going to be in Las Vegas. Now, they own the number 12 overall pick. And to me, the logical choice may be wide receiver because they do not have a number one wide receiver. Tyrell Williams is not a number one wide receiver. He's a, he'll be a great number two. He could be a great number two wide receiver. Um, but that pick, number 12, I mean, C.D. Lamb, if he's there. Out of Oklahoma, you got who else? You got one of the Alabama kids. I mean, Judy or Henry Ruggs. Like, I, they may go old school with that brand new opening in the stadium, brand new, you know, look. They may go old school. Like, Al Davis loves speed. He loved those speedy wide receivers. If you were fast, Al Davis was going to grab you, and right now those kids are fast, so I can see John Gruden going there, giving Derek Carr a weapon. A lot of talk with even that. You know, they own another second round, uh, a second first round pick, so they got two of them. What will they do? Will they go wide receiver first? Will they look for a quarterback of the future? Maybe but they signed Marcus Mariota over from Tennessee this year as well. And John Gruden loved him, you know, when he was doing the whole Gruden's QB camp before he became the head coach again. He loved Marcus Mariota. So there may be an interesting thing there that may be his guy come the season. Because there's a lot of talk rumbling last year and even the year before when he got there. It was, it was all about John Gruden doesn't really like Derek Carr. He doesn't really like him. And at moments, Derek Carr does look great. And at other moments, he just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing out there. So, I think that's a big, big, big need for the Raiders. I mean, they got a, they showed up some depth there. They added linebacker Corey Littleton from the Rams, who I think is a very underrated linebacker. And that's going to help them a lot. Um, they signed Jeff Heath over from the Cowboys. Safety, I think he was another very underrated player. He kind of got hidden in that Cowboys defense because of how much they got, you know, struggled towards the end of the year last year. And they signed Eli Apple, the cornerback. Like, they really tried to get, you know, fix that defense. They really tried to fix that defense. Last year, they drafted Farrell out of Clemson, you know, defensive end. And they also drafted uh, Crosby, who he was the fourth round pick. And he actually ended up having a better year than Farrell. So they got that going for them. But another good thing is, I think the Ra- if the Raiders could fix it, they could slide Farrell, clean him Farrell inside, and draft another edge rusher. So then we have an- another edge rusher with clean Farrell moving to the inside because I think it suits him better, shoots him better, and um, and have Crosby out the, e- out the on the on the other end. I think that will make the Raiders' defensive line 
pretty special because they've been like Khalil Mack trade got very <laughs> ridiculed when the time it happened, but I think it's actually the Raiders are coming out of that trade as crazy as that may sound a little bit better now coming into the future because Khalil Mack got that hundred million dollar deal as well, and they ended up getting a few gems in the draft from it, you know. So in another year, the man that kid. That kid can run. That running back they got last year out of Alabama, that dude can run. Josh Jacobs is a heck of a back, man. He was out there playing. I think he tore his shoulder or something. And he was just out there saying, I just want to keep playing. So Josh Jacobs, he's their bell cow there, a running back. You had a wide receiver out there on the opposite side of him, make Tyrell Williams at number two. I think the Las Vegas Raiders are going to surprise some people, man. I got faith in John Gruden. I got faith in John Gruden. You know, I can see them doing some uh, big damage and surprise some teams this year. I think they'll get in the wild card, actually. I think the Las Vegas Raiders can make a push for that wild card this year if they fix the rest of that little offense, tweak it up a little bit, you know, make some moves in the draft there, John. <laughs> All right, the Broncos. They actually just uh, filled the need by trading for A.J. Bouye for there from Jacksonville. So they got the cornerback help after losing Chris Harris. He actually went to the Chargers, so um, that that fills their need right there. They got the number 15th overall pick, and they really need, I would say they really need a wide receiver to go alongside Cortland Sutton, because Cortland Sutton's the really only true wide receiver they have on their roster right now. They signed Melvin Gordon over from the Chargers this offseason as well, so they got running back depth. I think Philip Lindsay's a heck of a back, so... There's a one-two punch right there. Um, Drew Drew Locke, hey, he may be the quarterback. I think he's the quarterback of their future right now. A kid out of Missouri really started showing some promise last year towards the end. He struggled pretty badly there in the first uh, couple games, but, you know, I think he is. I think he could be something, see some improvement, give him another weapon out there. Pair with Cortland Southern, you know, that would really help him out a lot. And that's where I think the Broncos need to go. I mean, number 15th overall, there could be a, this wide receiver class is so deep. It's so deep, and there's so many talented wide receivers. Whoever is there at number 15, especially if the Raiders don't take one there at 12, I would jump on one of them. I think C.D. Lamb and those, those couple Alabama kids, of course, you got LSU um, Jefferson there as well. I think there's so many wide receivers that can do. But that's where the wide receiver uh, I would go with, man. I, I love C.D. CD Lamb there. I just think any team, they see him, they should draft him. And that would be a heck of an addition to pair him along with Cortland Sutton, whomever's there. Like, there's a lot of prospects there. You never know what John Elway may think, you know, he was going to do. He may go with some more offensive line help. You, that never hurts at all to try and protect Drew Locke at all costs, you know. Maybe get another guard or one of the tackles. There's a lot. There's four or five tackles that are projected to go in the 15, you know, within the 15 um, picks there. So that could happen as well. That would be another position I would say the Broncos can look at. Um, maybe another, maybe get another pass rusher. Go pair with Von Miller there. You know, he's getting up there, you know, towards the end of his contract there as well too. So. You know, I would say that's the route the Broncos should go. Let's jump on over to the AFC North now. 
This is one of my favorite divisions in the in the NFL because this is all about this is what rivalries are. This is what hit in the mouth football, some dirty football there, the bottom of the piles. This is what this division is what that's about. So of course the Bengals, the number one overall pick. They had the worst record in the league last year. And it wasn't very pretty underneath uh, rookie head coach there, Zach Taylor. You know, Andy Dalton's still under contract. There's been rumors of trade talks involving him. Um, of course, that number one overall pick, you got to look at Joe Burrow. I wouldn't trade anybody out of that pick. You're drafting Joe Burrow, the quarterback of the future, with that pick. No questions asked. I mean, there's a lot of talk. Miami really likes Joe Burrow. They have three first-round picks. They can move up and try and get them, but I don't think Cincinnati is moving out of that spot no matter what, no matter who calls, no matter what they get offered. I mean, if somebody wants to go in and offer like a Herschel Walker type of trade, then go for it. Then that's the only time I would probably pull the plug there. But that number one overall pick is going to be Joe Burrow. Now, other ways they could look at after that pick, I would say more offensive line help. Definitely more offensive line help. And wide receiver. They tagged A.J. Green. So, and A.J. Green, you know, he's he's battled some major, like, injuries. He didn't even play last year. They kept him on the sideline, and they tagged him. You know, I guess the, one of the reasons why I think they tagged him, you know, he's up there, too. He's around, he's getting his 30s. He's in his 30s now. So, they could look at wide receiver in the draft. Um, running back, too. I'm never... I've never been a fan of Joe Mixon. You know, he's basically been there like almost every down back for him since he's been there. But I'm just never a fan of his running style. I've never been a fan of his running style. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's just I am uh, just don't like him. I don't know. But I think they need another running back because Bernard, he's always hurt. You know, then Joe Mixon, you know, the offensive line is... A lot of it was on them because they didn't really open up a whole lot of holes for them. But I just never been a fan of Joe Mixon. So I think running back can be another area they need to address in the draft to really help Joe Burrow out. You know, at least get a duo back, you know. Have a one-two punch with him and Joe Mixon. At least go that route. But definitely offensive line. They need to open up the running game more. Definitely need to open up the running game more. And with A.J. Green possibly being out next year, they definitely need to look at a wide receiver replacement because John Ross is the other one they, who they drafted you know, a few couple years ago, and he's been hurt every time. Every other game, it seems like he's hurt. He's a speedster. So when he's on the field, he's getting by the, you know, the, the defense, but he can't stay on the field. It's always something, a hamstring or whatever it may be. He's always hurt. So they definitely need to add some wide receiver depth. But that number one overall pick, definitely Joe Burrow. Up next, the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Lamar Jackson's MVP year. I mean, the Ravens were on top of the world, 14-2. Got a first-round bye, and then lost to the Tennessee Titans in their playoff game. So it started off very well and ended in utter disappointment. I mean, talk about... A way to just fall apart. You know, that rushing attack is one of the best in the league. One of the best is I've seen in a while. Them in San Francisco and Green Bay, they were the rushing kings last year. 
And Lamar Jackson, of course, is fast. You know, Mark Ingram and that run team, they have the, I mean, that read option and his, and just the uh, zone plays. It's, it's, it was crazy. It was amazing to see, you know, all the spectacular plays they did. But come playoff time, just like they did the previous year, they didn't win. Because when Lamar Jackson has to throw the ball and that run game is stopped, it is they can't move the ball down the field. Now they had last year the Hollywood Brown, who they drafted in the first round there at wide receiver, play very well at moments there. He's a speed guy. He is fast. And he started off the river very well. Some other games he disappeared because him being the number one option is not really the the option, put it that way. But it needs somebody to pair with him. Because if you have a threat going over the middle of the field, you know, and then you send Hollywood Brown over the top, that can open up your offense a lot. That can really open up your offense a lot, and I think that's what they need to do. Draft another wide receiver to pair with him. They got all the tight ends in the world, even though they did trade Hayden Hurst. You know, but they still got Mark Andrews there, so... I mean, they're gonna. Their tight ends were special last year. They had so many of them, <laughs> but that's what needs to do to open up that passing game a little more. And when Lamar Jackson gets a little more accurate with the football, he can really take off. Imagine if he improves his accuracy. How dominant and you know it's going to be crazy how dominant that kid can be because he wants to learn. He's, you know, he's up in there watching a film, taking notes, trying to dissect the plays. And when if, if he is able to do that, this improve his accuracy, he could be something on a whole nother level. I mean, he won MVP without it. Put it that way. He's not a pocket passer. If he becomes just a little bit more of a pocket passer, that can be something. That could be something even more, man. It could be a dangerous, dangerous thing, you know. Another thing, the Ravens, the Ravens traded for uh, Calias Campbell there. That's another, you know, Jacksonville move. They got him on the cheap. And, you know, maybe if they are, what their draft needs may be, man, I would say maybe is this kind of getting some more cornerback help outside of that wide receiver spot, you know. Maybe this go cornerback. But they really do, they've lost so many linebackers and D linemen over the, you know, this these past few years. You know, so adding more depth there, they've always been able to do it somehow. They always get these linebackers in the draft and just develop them. And I mean, and then they move on or stay with the team. They've developed so many great linebackers over the years. I mean, just look at Ray Lewis, Trail Suggs there, for example. And even now, like, their linebacker crew is still sick, man. They're still sick. John Harbaugh knows what he's doing on that side of the ball. So, I I mean, they can improve on 14-2. and two. Will they improve on 14-2? and two? Probably not. They may come down to earth a little bit more than that, but they're still going to be a great team. But that's what I'll look at for them in the draft. Get some more wide receiver help that go opposite Hollywood Brown. And just get depth there in the, in the, on the defense. You know, get another edge rusher possibly as well. Linebacker. Add some cornerback depth. And that's, to me, their offense other is pretty still set. You know, they're set at quarterback, set at running back. The offensive line is dominant. They have one of the best offensive line in the league. 
So just keep that defense out there. You know, keep it fresh. Add some depth to that defense and pair, you know, another wide receiver to go there with Hollywood Brown. All right. How about let's get to the steel curtain. Let's get to the steel curtain. You know, Big Ben's coming back off that injury. He still wants to play. He signed that two-year extension. Mike Tomlin is a great coach. He gets the best out of everybody. They don't actually have a first-round pick because last year they traded for Mika Fitzpatrick. They're in Miami, so they're without a first-round pick. But, I mean, they finished 8-8, and and that team has so many injuries. The way Mike Tomlin was able to, you know, get everybody together and just fight every game was was amazing. You know, Adam Mika Fitzpatrick really helped that defense out a lot, too. You know, if if they can get some uh like some more help over there, maybe another edge rusher there to help him out as well. I mean, Pittsburgh Steelers could be rolling on that defense again. They finally fixed the defense. You know, these past few drafts and then Adam Mika in a trade last year. You know, they gave a first round pick for him, but he fits very well in their scheme. He fits kinda like a Troy Palamalu did in a way. And that has really helped them and it's gonna keep helping them. Um but on the offensive side of the ball, it's weird. It's flip. <laughs> you know, remember how dominant they were? Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. I mean, now it went. Juju didn't really prove he was the number one wide receiver. You know, he was getting double teamed a lot, and this really didn't get there. I mean, they had a lot of injuries. The quarterback situation was going back and forth there with Mason Rudolph and Hodges, and I don't really know. What that they really need to draft a quarterback for the future because I can't see Mason Rudolph or Hodges ever replacing Big Ben. They had to last year because they had no choice, but they didn't look like the long term solution. So, and what their draft needs, man, they may have to draft another quarterback and let this let one of those guys go because I don't see them as being the guy that takes over for Big Ben when he decides to retire. I think I think Big Ben's only got about this year left in him, and that's it. I don't know if he can survive two more years. He's taken a beating over his career, and I don't know if he'll be able to do it. I mean, I, prove me wrong. <laughs> prove me wrong. I hope he, you know, goes out there and has a good year, you know, but that will be one thing I will look at for the future. Also, running back, James Conner. He started off. Everybody loved when Le'Veon Bell held out the previous year. You know, and James Conner took over. And then he started off all right in, you know, this past year. But he's an injury concern. There's no, his durability is a big question mark. Can he stay healthy for the full year? Can he, you know, be the bell cow back? And the answer is probably not. So they need to look at running back. And they also need to look at that offensive line. They got to protect Ben Roethlisberger because he can't move like he used to. So in this draft, they have to get somebody on that offensive line. They have to get, you know, depth at that running back position, possibly find their new guy, you know, and I know wide receiver as well. They could go a lot of ways. I really think they need to focus on the offensive side of the ball, though. They can get another wide receiver. Then, you know, that would be great, too. Pair him with Juju. Make, you know, give Juju some room on the other side. So that's where I think the Steelers need to go. Alright, now on to the Cleveland Browns, or as I like to call them, the Cleveland Clowns. 
There are a bunch of clowns, it seems like. I've always called them the clowns. Every year is some kind of circus. You know, last year they were a big, big disappointment. Everybody had them on paper as, you know, possible. Super Bowl, you know, winning the division, going to the Super Bowl, going to playoff. You know, they traded for it. They got Odell Beckham. Everybody thought that was huge. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield. You know, that offense looked prolific. But that offense wasn't prolific at all. Baker Mayfield really, really struggled. He went from, you know, a 63%, 63 63.8% completion percentage to a 59% last year. He had 27 touchdowns, 14 picks his rookie year. Then last year he threw 22 TDs and 21 interceptions. So he really struggled. The, I mean, Freddie Kitchens, they, he was out. Man, was that a bad hire as putting him in there as his first year there, head coach. He seemed like he didn't even care. He was calling some crazy bogus plays. So he's out. You know, Baker Mayfield has got to improve. Baker Mayfield's got to improve, though. You know, another first-year head coach, another coach. Every other year, they're firing a coach there in Cleveland, and it just doesn't seem to work. No matter what, like I said, they're a bunch of clowns. They're a circus there. And now there's talk that they may even trade Odell Beckham Jr. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, this team was 6-10 and 10 last year, and everybody thought, you know, majority of people thought anyways that they could be a playoff team, possible Super Bowl favorites. They were predicted to go to the Super Bowl, too. Um, one of their big acquisitions here, they signed, you know, offensive tackle Jack Conklin over from Tennessee. So they got their offensive line, you know, there, but they need more help there. They definitely need more help to give him the protection, you know, at all costs. You know, they, they trade away one of their best guards for in that, in that Odell Beckham trade there. So they thought it was all going to work on paper. It may look good because he got the flashy name, but they had nobody to block anyone. Nick Chubb is an outstanding running back. They added Kareem Hunt, who came back from suspension last year. You know, they got a lot of a lot of things to look up to here. If Baker Mayfield can turn around and not have, you know, he had that sophomore slump last year. Third year, Baker Mayfield, you got to prove that you're worthy of the number one pick. Got to prove it. And that's the help I would say they need right now is his offensive line help. I would go offensive line. They got the number 10 overall pick. There's going to be offensive tackle there for you to pick. Get another one. Jack Conklin in free agency and get another one in the draft to go on the other side because they need help on that offensive line desperately. It can give Baker Mayfield more time to throw. A lot of times last year he was rushing it. So give him some up on that offensive line. You're golden. You're good to go. But another one thing I want to talk about Cleveland did you notice their uniforms? They had a big uniform reveal this, you know, the other day. And did anybody notice a difference? Because if, unless you're a Cleveland Brown fan, I don't think you can notice a difference. It's almost like finding, like, where's Waldo? You're sitting there trying to find Waldo. You know, then you finally find the difference. You finally find him. You know, so you, you're staring at these Cleveland Brown uniforms. They look good. Basically, all they did was remove... You know, they had Cleveland going across the chest, and the stripes are a little different, but that's it. It doesn't say Cleveland going across the chest. They had Browns going across the chest, too. Like, it is 
a homage to how they wore their uniforms back in the day during those Bernie Kosar days. That's, you know, even those Jim Brown days, they kind of pay a little homage to that. I mean, it's basically just a brown uniform and the orange helmet. That's it. So they had that big reveal. And like I said, if you're not from Cleveland, you don't notice at all. So, and it took me a while to notice as well. I was like, what, what is that? Did they really change their uniforms? Like, I didn't notice until I, you know, I really looked. I had to open up my eyes and be like, oh, they removed the, their name out of it. And that was basically it. The dog pound is ready to go, though. That's going to excite them, man. Going back to those days, man, back when they had a team. Bernie Kosar is their quarterback. Maybe they could bring him back. Oh, no. Sorry, Baker Mayfield. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be as well received like he was back in the day, but their uniforms, <laughs> brand new uniforms, man, paying homage to the old days, to the good Cleveland Browns. So maybe you'll be able to get rid of that clown's name that I give you. Maybe now the Cleveland Clowns would become the Cleveland Browns. On to the AFC South. Let's start with those Indianapolis Colts. Of course, they made that QB change. They signed Phillip Rivers to that one-year $25 million deal. Jacoby Brissett's still there. They have no interest in you know, trading them because I think it's just a one-stop gap, and the Colts are going to try and go for it all. They have no first-round pick as well. They traded for DeForest Buckner there in defensive tackle from San Francisco and paid him a lot of money. So they, they added depth to that defensive line. They took care of that. They brought in Phillip Rivers to be the quarterback. But what are they going to do in the draft? They may have to look wide receiver or tight end. They lost Eric Ebron to the Steelers. So they need another tight end. And T.Y. Hilton's had some injury problems over the years. I mean, have, when he's on the field and healthy, you know, he's a great wide receiver, but he's, you know, been played by injuries lately. So have another wide receiver there, possibly even running back. Now, Marlon Mack's in his contract year, and he got hurt. He started off the year pretty well, and, and towards the end, you know, Himes there was being the third down back. Marlon Mack wasn't out there on third downs. So they may need to look at that. They, you know, instead of paying Marlon Mack next year, they may decide to take a running back here in the in the draft and get you know let Marlon Mack walk and keep Himes there, who played really well for him. So the Colts can, hey, the Colts are going for it though. They're going to go for it, but that's what I will look for. You know, in this division now, I think the Colts. May come out on top. I think Philip Rivers can be a big difference there at quarterback for him because Jacoby Brissett struggled toward the end of the season, you know. So they get some wide receiver help there and a possible tight end. They need to look on the offensive side of the ball. They got a great offensive line. They got a great offensive line there. And that's what he helped Philip Rivers out, man. He's, his may be his last year that Indianapolis is going to go for it. It's in a dome that may help Phillip Rivers out a little bit, you know, after playing outside all those years. So, end of his career, you know, what better place to do it? And I think they can, it depends on what, what they get in this draft, man. I believe they can do it. I believe they can do it. Now, on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I tell you what, I don't really know what their plan is. You know, 
they are just a few years removed from the AFC Championship game. You know, Blake Bortles was the quarterback, and that was the whole talk. Man, they had a quarterback. They would have won, beaten the Patriots. They would have went to them and won the Super Bowl, but it didn't happen. And ever since then, they've been on a decline. Blake Bortles hasn't even made it back to the NFL since. You know, uh, they've gotten rid. Their defense was stacked. Last year, they traded Jalen Ramsey, though. Gone. It is traded A.J. Bouye out to Denver. So now he's gone. So you lost your top two corners. And not too long ago, they were saying Jacksonville had a top two corners in the game. That was a perfect duo. You know, two of the best, you know, maybe top five corners was Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. That was a talk. And now they're both gone. They also traded Clias Campbell. Now he's gone. So that defense is missing a lot of pieces now. You know, last year, Josh Allen, defensive end there, fell to him. And what a blessing that was. But you got to get him some help. So they need another edge rusher to pair with him. And, of course, their big need now is cornerback. They have to replace Bouye and Ramsey. A lot, of, you know, one of the reasons why they got rid of A.J. Bouye and Clias Campbell was because their contracts were up next year. They are like, hey, I'm just going to trade them now, get some draft compensation for them. So that's the reason why they did it. They got a fourth and fifth round, extra fourth and fifth round pick. You know, so it doesn't really, I mean, they, they're in rebuild mode, but they're not in rebuild mode if you, you know, think about it. But they are, I mean, they traded Nick Foles too. So they're all in on Garner Minshew. They traded Nick Foles to Chicago. That experiment didn't work. They thought that was going to, you know, fix everything. They signed him to that huge contract. Lasted one year. He got hurt the first game, actually, last year. First regular season, the regular season opener gets hurt. You know, Garner Minshew comes in. That I mean, that was a great story, you know, last year. The whole Minshew mayhem thing that was going on. So that was different, but they're all in on him now. They're all in on him. And, but I don't know how much of a, I don't really know the direction of this franchise because Tom Coughlin seems to be running out all those top players that they had. I mean, they drafted really well there for a while. They brought him some key free agents and everything just fell apart so quick. And that just goes to tell you in the NFL, I mean, you could literally, you know, flip the switch on and flip it off and you're done. And that's the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. So... They got to find, they got to retool that defense, man. They got to get some more pass rush there. And definitely, they need a cornerback. They definitely need a cornerback. All right. How about those Tennessee Titans? They went to the AFC Championship game last year. Of course, lost to the Chiefs. They actually held, you know, a 10-point lead in that game for a while there in the first half. You know, two different times they had a 10-point lead. So they were hanging in there. Their defense was hanging in there. The problem is the offense couldn't move the ball. You know, they were, you know, Kansas City was stopping Derrick Henry. They weren't having enough of that. They're like, you're not getting 200 yards on us like you've been getting, you know, in these playoffs. So that came to a halt real quick. And one thing, Derrick Henry is a great running back, but he's not in the passing game. He's not a real part of the passing game at all. You know, very, every once in a while you see a screenplay run to him. You know, he's not a three-down back when you got played from behind the whole game. He's a, you know, he's kind of liable. 
and they definitely need to replace Jack Conklin, who they lost. So they got to look for the offensive line help, possible offensive tackle. You know, they need another edge rusher. They signed Vic Beasley over there, but I don't think that's uh that's the logical answer. And I really do think Mike I like Mike Vrabel. He's one of the few New England coaches, New England former coaches that are coaching now that I really do like. I think he does a great job. But I think he's gonna be in trouble. Their decision to sign Ryan Tannehill to that contract is gonna come back to haunt him. Trust me, I know. I know from being a Miami Dolphin fan for those so many years, you know, giving him that $91 million in guarantees is, is mind-blowing that you would pay him over Derrick Henry, who's the, one, who's the real reason why he got there. It was all about that running game and the defense holding everybody in check for the majority of the games. And if they had somebody behind center, like if they were to somehow pull off Tom Brady there this offseason, I think it would have been a win. Because they have a great defense. They just need to probably add another edge rusher. You know, I think they need to draft a quarterback as well. That's one of my needs for them. You may have committed to Ryan Tannehill, but in this league, you never know. I mean, look what happened to their partner there. And then Jacksonville Jaguars, they committed signed Nick Foles that huge contract and now they're eating all that dead cap money and got rid of him. So you never know. They may find out real quick that Ryan Tannehill is not going to be the answer. You know. So that's exactly what they need to do right now in this draft. I think <laughs> get another quarterback. You can get a mid-round quarterback. At least get another, you know, another one of them on the roster there to push Ryan Tannehill. All right, we're here. We're on to the team. The AFC South greatest team, the Houston Texans. Woo-wee, Bill O'Brien, my buddy, my pal. Man, what is going on there in Houston? I mean, <laughs> they have no first-round pick. They just traded, they had two twos. Now they just got rid of that for trade for Brandon Cooks. They need some defensive line help. They need a young receiver. They need another linebacker. I mean, this team just imploded in front of your eyes. All because of Bill O'Brien says it's in the best interest of the team to get rid of Hopkins. He wants a new deal. But you'd rather pay Brandon Cooks. You'd rather pay $10 million for David Johnson. I mean, it's just great. Oh, man. My boy, my buddy. My pal, Bill O'Brien. I mean, you just need help everywhere, man. You just need help everywhere. Because you not even having a number one. Because, you know, keep trading picks. You know, you lost your number two. <laughs> you got an extra second round pick, but you already traded it back to the Rams. So you lost your other second round pick. So now you got to still wait. You only got one pick there in the second round. What are you going to do with it? I mean, you could go you give, my, give my boy Deshaun Watson some help, man. But you also got to look at the defensive side of the ball. You had all that talent for all these years, and it just didn't you didn't keep it. Didn't keep it together. J.J. Watt is at the end of his career. He's not what he once was. Winnie Marcellus is a great linebacker. He's going to be 30. Like, I mean, this defense needs help everywhere. You're going to need definitely need defensive line help. You're definitely going to need a linebacker. You need some secondary help. I mean, the whole defense 
I mean, it's just going to be bad to me. It's just going to be bad. And you need some wide receiver help. You need a young wide receiver because all the guys you got, I mean, Brandon Cooks, he's injury prone, man. You never know. That concussion problem could really come back. You never know what can happen with that. You know, Will Fuller has never completed a 16-game season yet in his career. He's always hurt. Last year was a hamstring almost all year long. Um, Kenny Stills and Cootie, there's talk now that one of them, or maybe both of them, may be let go. There's a lot of rumors going on with that. So if you're going to move on, I mean, you made all these moves, but it didn't really equate to anything. I mean, really think about it. You got, you're going to have more running backs on the roster than damn wide receivers. And who are you going to throw the ball to if one of these guys get hurt? I mean, usually they're going to look like the Philadelphia Eagles of last year. Where all of a sudden all the Eagles wide receivers were hurt. That can happen very easily with the roster you put together there in Houston. So, I mean, they just, and the defense is going to be laying up too many damn points a game. You're going to be playing from behind. Unless you can ball control, unless you get some ball control going on and, and help save them. But you put your team in a very bad situation. And this could be a very wasted year for them. This could be a very wasted year for the Texans. So, I mean, I don't know what to say <laughs> with it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't see it going anywhere. To me, the Texans are now hopeless. Let's move on to the exciting division, the AFC East. The Patriots. Well, I think that dynasty is over. No more Tom Brady. They, I just, they, they have no second round pick because they decided to trade for uh, Sanu there for the, from the Falcons last year. They got a first round pick. A lot of talk. What are they going to do with that first round pick? You know, knowing the Patriots, they'll find a way to trade back and stockpile some picks. And then if they find a way to get back in the first round, you know, they'll do it. But I, I could seriously see them, you know, trading back. They need a lot of help. They definitely need a wide receiver. You know, and Keel Harry, the rookie last year, did not show show up at all. I mean, Tom Brady couldn't even get him going. He was injured, you know, for the most part of that preseason. And then he got into the season. You know, I guess he was a little behind. Well, you know, we'll see what he had, how he does in year two. Um, of course, they're bringing back Julian Elderman. They need a tight end. Um, they need a... Sony Michelle there, a running back, isn't really the quite, you know, bell cow they were hoping for. Of course, James White was always there. He's a great, you know, passing the ball out of the backfield, great third down guy, great pass protector. But that defense lost a lot of people. They lost a lot of linebackers. They lost Vinoy, Jamie Collins. Like, they lost so many people on that, you know, defensive side of the ball. So I can see that, that they really need to address the defensive end spot. The linebacker spot, you know, the Patriots, they got Jared Stidham there and Brian Hoyer as their quarterbacks. I don't know exactly what they're going to do with that. I don't see them. I see Brian Hoyer as a guy that, just, you know, that knows the playbook. You know, if they fall else fails, they're going to just, you know, put him in there to be serviceable or a stopgap for somebody else. Um, where it is, though, they really like Jared Stidham. He really. Backing up Tom Brady last year. That's who they chose to keep. So we'll see how this comes about. 
But they need help on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they were great on defense there for the majority of the season. But all those guys are gone. They let them all walk. You know, and now the best quarterback in the league walked. So there's going to be a big change there in New England. And they need help everywhere. And they can go either way they want. They should just take the best guy off the draft board at their position there in the first round and go from there. That's basically what all that comes down to. You know, that run is over. There's going to be no division crown this year for New England. You know, they're going to try not to say they're in rebuild mode or whatever, but they're going to have to be in rebuild mode because I can see them being efficient and competing in games. But I don't... I see them on the that 5-6 win range, man. I don't think Bill Belichick is the is the guy. You know, everybody thinks he is that genius. I don't know about it now. We'll see how it goes with Tom Brady gone. We'll see how we we'll see what happens, you know. Only time will tell. Now, a team that I really like what they did this offseason was the Buffalo Bills. They've actually drafted really well these last few years since Sean McDermott has become the coach. They've turned around that defense. Um, they just traded for wide receiver Stephon Diggs this offseason. So they gave you know Josh Allen a number one target. John Brown last year played really well. Got Cole Beasley in the slot. Um, you know, I really see them making some noise. You know, running back Singletary, who they drafted last year, he played 12 games. You know, for them as a rookie, average five yards a carry. Frank Gore was in there too. He was the, but he's now a free agent. We'll see if they decide to bring him back or not. But they got young talent, man. Josh Allen, I think, I really thought he was the best quarterback coming out of that draft. I thought he was better than Baker Mayfield. I thought he was better than Sam Darnold. So the AFC East is shaking up a little bit. And the Buffalo Bills went all in. They traded a bunch of picks for Stephon Diggs so they gave up they don't really have very many picks because they all I mean they trade them all away including their first rounder so that's who they went all in on was Stephon Diggs and hey man I really think what they need to do maybe draft a cornerback go outside uh Tredavious White I mean you have somebody uh outside of him or Golden so, I mean, Miami did it in their little offseason thing here. The Bills can do it with theirs. I think cornerback is the way to go in the draft. I think that's a position they will need to go opposite side of him. So, that would help out their pass defense a lot because they can get it after the quarterback. They'll be able to get after the quarterback there. I mean, Sean McDermott does do a good job with that defense. They keep him close in all the games. Now it's time for Josh Allen to let him unleash Unleash Josh Allen and let him chuck the ball because you got Stefan Diggs who could stretch the field out. He's, he's a very fast dude. He can come across, across the middle. You got all the options with him. He can run any route and he, he can win those one on one battles. You have John Brown on the opposite side and Cole Beasley in the slot, man. Very underrated. So the offense is shaping in the form. I think their offense would be all right. Just help out that defense a little bit more. Maybe even draft another running back. So you have a one-two punch with Singletary. And have it like that, man. All right. Now getting on the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they three first-round picks this year. Of course, they got Houston's trade when they did with Tunsil. And then they got the um, Mika Fitzpatrick trade with the Steelers. They got their number one. 
So the Miami Dolphins have three first-round picks, including the number five overall. And what they desperately need is a quarterback. That number five pick is probably going to be one of the quarterbacks. There's a lot of whispers going on. Nobody knows. I mean, even last year started, they always like tank for Tua, tank for Tua. And then we won five games. So, real quick there, Ryan Fitzpatrick may even knock the New England Patriots out from getting that first round by. So, Miami Dolphins came along real well last year. It was very surprising. I mean, they started off as a laughing stock. They looked like a JV football team out there. Didn't know what was going on. And it was very embarrassing. It was kind of dangerous putting those players out there, and they didn't have no clue what to do. So quarterback is definitely a need because they haven't had a franchise quarterback since Dan Marino, and that was over 20 years ago. So they need to finally find the face of the franchise. They had an opportunity with Drew Brees and signed Dante Culpepper back over a decade ago because of Drew Brees' shoulder injury, and they didn't think it was going to heal. But they took Dante Culpepper's knee instead. And look what happened. Now all of a sudden Drew Brees is a first ballot Hall of Famer and the NFL record holder in a lot of categories, man. Passed the ball just like Dan Marino. So that was the biggest mistake ever. Thank you, Nick Saban, for deciding that because that's when he was the head coach at the time. That's right. That Alabama coach, the Alabama you know, champion there, Nick Saban was Miami Dolphins coach once upon a time. So, But I really like what Brian Flores is doing. He's, he's another New England, former New England coach that's doing well. One of two, mind you. <laughs> Him and Mike Vrabel are doing really well, I think. And the thing is about Brian Flores is that he's a teacher. He knows how to teach these kids and develop these young players in the NFL. He really does, man. So many young players for that Miami Dolphins team last year playing multiple positions, especially on defense, hanging in there, getting the best out of them, and they love playing for them. This is the first coach I've heard in a while that they absolutely love playing for. They drafted Christian Wilkins in the first round last year, you know, so they could look at getting some more. I mean, they actually brought some in. They brought in Shaq Lawson over from Buffalo. They brought Emmanuel Agba from Kansas City. So, and the Calvinoy from, you know, they spend a lot of money, man. They brought Calvinoy over from uh, the Patriots. They signed Byron Jones to pair with Xavier, Xavier Howard there. So, they got the one two cornerback punch there. They like the, Brian Flores likes man coverage. And that's why he wants to get after the quarterback. So, they did a lot of free agency spending on the defensive side of the ball. Um, another position to need desperately is running back. They did sign Jordan Howard. So he's not going I don't know if he's going to be, can fill in for that every down roll. So they'll definitely need to find a running back in the draft and, and also offensive line. Offensive line. If you don't like the quarterbacks, their offensive line, desperately. They, I mean, they got three picks, so they can fill a lot of needs just there in that first round. Um, but the name, number one goal is that franchise quarterback. Now, I am not a fan of Tua. He, to me, he showed up short in a lot of games there in Alabama, a lot of big games. Jalen Hurts actually came in the one and played well. The only time I saw Tua really play well was the first time anybody ever saw him in the championship game. I think it was the Georgia one, where he came in and just lit up Georgia in the second half. That was the only time I saw 
Tua be really dominant. I mean, he shows flashes. He has an arm. Don't get me wrong. He has an arm, but that injury concern, that especially in the hip, he's, his durability is a huge question mark. And that hip injury scares me. Because if I'm going to draft somebody in the first round, coming off a hip injury, there's no telling what exactly it can do. And with, you know, I mean, the draft's going to be virtual. There's been no out there scouting-wise. They, you know, with all the things that's going on right now with the virus. So a lot of teams can't evaluate players like they used to. So it's a whole different process. And that's what the scariest thing is about, too, because you can't get anyone in there to test them. Doctors can't just go in there and test them right now. You know, so, and that hip injury is the biggest question mark. And I saw I'll be scared to draft him as my first rounder. I mean, the first rounder, you're committing millions and millions of dollars. The only benefit is you do have a fifth year option you can, you can uh, you know, do with the first round pick, but I can't see it. And Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Maybe like the safer pick. I mean, he came on towards the end of the year. He did well in the senior bowl as well. You know, he gets a lot of flag. Oregon quarterback, you know, that spread offense. It really doesn't translate, you know, to the NFL too well, you know, because they don't play on their center. Everything's in shotgun. But I think that he, I'm going to go on a limb, man, and say that he has more promise. I really like Justin Herbert. If he gets drafted by Miami, I wouldn't be mad. I could see him being a great quarterback under that type of coaching staff. Now, if he were to go to some other coaching staff, I wouldn't be so sure about it. So it's all about where you go and where you fit. But I think Miami should really, I think they're really looking at Justin Herbert at that fifth pick. I mean, I know they really want Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the next big thing, you know. He's one of the great quarterbacks that come out of the draft in quite some time. Like, he seems like the sure thing. But if I'm Miami sitting there on the number five pick, I'm wanting Justin Herbert instead of Tua just because of the injury thing. And, I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes when he was at Texas Tech. He had a cannon of an arm and everything. I mean, the problem with evaluating these quarterbacks now in college football is that they just, I mean, you can ask Patrick Mahomes himself, even said that he didn't even know what the mic was. He didn't know how to point out the mic linebacker when he was at the line of scrimmage because in college you didn't do that in that kind of offense. You know, so, I mean, he, it was a great benefit for him learning under Alex Smith, being under Andy Reid, learning for that first year. Even in the second year, he was still learning how to read the defenses and still putting up the numbers he did. So I'm not saying Justin Herbert's the next Patrick Mahomes. But I think he could be a very, very good quarterback in this league under that coaching staff. You know, so that was where Miami should do and what they should um, do in the draft. All right. The last team on the list, the New York Jets. Let's just face it. I'm just going to get to Chase here with them. They need a wide receiver. They need a wide receiver. They lost... uh, Robbie Anderson there to the Carolina Panthers. So you really need a wide receiver. Give Sam Darnold a weapon. Hopefully he doesn't catch Mono again for him. Hopefully Adam Gase doesn't start doing his buggy eye tricks, you know. 
and sitting in the corner on the sidelines, you know, calling those wide receiver bubble screens for him. Maybe they can get Le'Veon Bell going a little more. I mean, he didn't look like himself, but I think it was a lot of it was because of the play calling. It was too obvious what was going on. But anyways, that's what the Jets should just do. Let's go get right to the chase. Get a wide receiver for Sam Darnold. Give him somebody to throw the ball to, you know. That is what they should do. That's it. All right, we did it. The entire AFC conference broken down. What all the teams need to do come draft day. I hope y'all are still sticking with me. Me, I could seriously probably ramble on for like three hours when it comes to breaking these teams down. But I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you all had a, a great rest of your Friday, a great weekend. Just thank you for the support. And if you love the content, you know, share it with your friends and family. Let them know, hey, Sports Talk from the Crib is where it's at. <laughs> you know, if there's any questions, hey, uh, maybe there's a specific topic or team that you'd love for me to, you know, talk about during the episodes or whatever. Feel free to send me a message anytime, you know, on Instagram or over at my uh, official website there at feeltheheatentertainment.com. Got a little contact bo- box for you. You can, you know, say whatever about the show. Maybe you got your favorite team that you want me to go some in-depth, you know, analysis on. But, hey, thank you all so much. You know where to find me. Feeltheheatentertainment.com, Instagram. Subscribe over to the YouTube channel. I'll be uploading video segments from the show. Hey. Have a blessed weekend, y'all. Thank you very much. Peace.